welcome into episode 8 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Ravchak. The Winnipeg Jets went 2-1 over the past week with a disappointing loss to the San Jose Sharks, followed up by two of the most impressive victories of the season over the Los Angeles Kings and the Colorado Avalanche as they returned home to kick off a four-game homestand at Canada Life Centre. We learned earlier in the week that Kyle Connor will be out six to eight weeks, and their era without him started off on a rough note as they lost 2-1 to the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday night. The Jets started their week with a disappointing loss to the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks, I said in last week's episode, had a historically bad start to their season, but as of late, they haven't been playing too, too bad. It was a rough start from Winnipeg. The first period did not go according to plan, and then they picked up the Corsi, the expected goals, as the game rolled along. But the first period, the rest of this game, is too little, too late, and San Jose walked away with the victory. And like I said, their first game without Kyle Connor, and it was all the more concerning that they only put up the one goal in this game against the San Jose Sharks. Where were the goals going to come from? That was a popular question surrounding the Jets after this game. Obviously, that question was answered in the upcoming LA game, the following night, and the Colorado game. And this was a tough loss in the middle of the road trip. Mackenzie Blackwood, the goaltender for the Sharks, was fantastic. And it was just too little, too late from Winnipeg's end and then they came storming back on Wednesday night against the Kings. And then on the second night of the back-to-back, the Jets with an impressive 5-2 victory over the Los Angeles Kings. Everyone remembers what happened when these two teams met the first time this season. Gabriel Velarde went down with an MCL injury. He missed six weeks. The Jets got boat raced 5-1 on home ice. Well, this was a sweet revenge game. The second night of a back-to-back, Lauren Braswell got the first start against San Jose. Connor Hellbuck gets the start tonight. He was fantastic. And the Jets walk away with one of their most impressive wins of the season, a 5-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings. This was known as the Gabriel Velarde revenge game. He had two goals in this one, set up Nikolai Ehlers, who also had two goals, giving the top line all five goals for Winnipeg. That new combination of Ehlers, Shifley, and Velarde have been dynamic. They carried that momentum into the Colorado game, and we'll get into some stats on them later in the episode. But this was their coming out party. Velarde, he was a big acquisition in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade over the summer. Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kapari, and a second-round pick also coming back to the Jets in that deal. And Pierre-Luc Dubois on the other side, not much to say about his game in this one, but Gabriel Velarde and that top line especially were fantastic. There have been plenty of statement wins for Winnipeg this year. The first road win against Colorado, this win against LA, and you could even argue the game I'm about to talk about, the home game against Colorado where they won 6-2. All of these games are in contention for their most impressive wins of the season, but for me this game against LA takes the cake. Second out of a back-to-back, third game in four nights, all the excuses in the book that you could have used, the Jets go down 2-0 early, and yet they fight all the way back, the top line carries them, and the third line, Adam Lowry led the way defensively, Connor Hellebuck was fantastic, and the Jets haven't given up more than three goals in a game since November 2nd. Uh, Their defensive structure is something we have not seen from a Winnipeg team in a long, long time. And this game was further proof against a high-powered offensive team like LA that they were able to shut it down in the third period and walk away with the two points. This officially gave the Jets a 3-1-0 record on their road trip where they returned home to kick off a four-game homestand, which will lead them into the holiday break facing the Colorado Avalanche, which we will get into in a second, the Detroit Red Wings, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Boston Bruins. I'm going to preview the upcoming schedule later on in the episode, so make sure you stick around, but for the time being, let's get into that Colorado game. Like I said, another game in contention for Winnipeg's most impressive win of the season. This game, to me, just didn't even feel close at any point. It didn't feel like Colorado even had a chance, and you have to note, Kale McCarr was ruled out with a lower body injury, 
right around pregame warmups, kind of a shock that he was out. He was questionable coming in, but Colorado definitely looked like a different team without one of their superstar players. Alex Ayafalo snapped his 18-game goal drought as he stole a pass in the slot and roofed a backhand over the shoulder of the Avalanche goaltender giving the Jets a 3-0 lead at that point. The second goal of the game, tracking backwards, was Vladislav Nemesikov, which came on the power play. Winnipeg finally getting on the board on the power play. That snapped a long drought as well. Um, nice to see both Alex Iafalo and Nemesikov get goals, but mo more importantly, snapping their droughts of goal droughts and then Nemesikov on the power play. And I've got to mention the top line once again. They carried their momentum from the LA game into this one. Gabriel Velarde with another two-goal performance. And Nikolai Ehlers got an empty netter. That's now three goals for that line. And they just continue to roll. You're not going to see that line broken up anytime soon. Velarde, Shifley, and Ehlers. And I'll get into some analytics regarding that line later on in the episode. An interesting note about this one is the goal scorers. Obviously, we had Alex Iafalo, Vladislav Nemesikov, Gabriel Velarde scored twice, and Nino Niederreiter, who were all acquired by general manager Kevin Cheveldayoff over the span of the past five-ish months in trades. Uh, obviously, last trade deadline, you had Nito Niederreiter and Nemesikov come over for picks. And then in the summer, you had the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, which saw Ayafalo and Velarde come back. And those moves were some of Cheveldayoff's best Velarde is making Cheveldayoff look very smart for that trade right about now. And in this game specifically, the Jets showed off their depth. Obviously, they still don't have Kyle Connor, and they're putting up six goals in a battle for the top of the Central Division. It was a fantastic packed night inside Canada Life Center, and it was one of Winnipeg's most impressive wins of the season, led by their depth offensively. And Rick Bonus talked about it after the game. He alluded to how this team has depth up front, the depth is fantastic, and it's all a kudos to general manager Kevin Cheveldayoff for making those moves and being able to extend them in the case of Nemesikov, Niederreiter, and Velarde. This was a heck of a way for Winnipeg to kick off their four-game homestand. Their upcoming opponents are all Eastern Conference teams, but for the time being, the Winnipeg Jets sit at number one in the Central Division ahead of Colorado, who they beat in this one, and Dallas, who lost that night, who could have passed the Jets but didn't. Winnipeg sits at number one. Now it is time for the segments portion of the episode. We've got the hardest working jet and the three stars of the week coming up. But if you're still here, you enjoyed the episode, make sure you drop a like and hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss videos like this from Winnipeg Sports Talk in the future. And let's get into the awards. My hardest working jet of the week is Vladislav Nemesikov. I was considering giving it to either him or his line mate, Alex Hayafalo. Obviously, their third line mate, Cole Perfetti, not really known as a four checker. So the bulk of those duties are up to Vladislav Nemesikov and Alex Hayafalo. But they were all over the Avalanche defense, especially in that game. Going back to the LA and San Jose games, Nemesikov was a big reason why the Jets were able to hold both those teams to two goals apiece. But like I said, it was really the Colorado game that sealed this for me. He was all over Colorado's defense. who were missing Kale McCarr, and that's a big part of their puck-moving abilities. But Winnipeg's forecheck was all over them. Nemesikov was a big reason for that. And obviously, he got the goal on the power play, which snapped a long drought for that unit. Vladislav Nemesikov is my hardest-working Jet of the week on Episode 8 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Now it's time to get into the three stars of the week. Before we get into that, let me know if you agree with my choice for hardest-working Jet of the week and who your top three stars would be. Let's get into it. How good has Mark Shifley been for the Winnipeg Jets this year? Losing Kyle Connor, losing Gabe Velarde for six weeks, he's the constant on that top line. Mark Shifley is my third star of the week for Winnipeg Jets Weekly. He's up to 33 points in 29 games on the season. But the most impressive part of his game to me is the defensive buy-in. I've talked about it a lot on this show on Winnipeg Sports Talk. 
Shifley's bought in defensively and it's caused a ripple effect throughout that forward group. Everyone seems to be bought in. It starts at the top with your top line center. Fresh off an extension, Shifley's been fantastic. It was more of the same this week and his line mates are going to be featured coming up here with the next two stars. Mark Shifley's my third star of the week. My second star of the week for the second week in a row is Nikolai Ehlers. He had the two goals against LA, one of which was a gorgeous shot off the rush. His third goal of the week came against Colorado. It was an empty netter, but Nikolai Ehlers and this entire top line are just generating chances at a level we haven't really seen so far this season for any line combination of the Jets. I'll get into some numbers after I read out the first star, but Nikolai Ehlers has been at the forefront of that. After a big week of production on that top line, he's up to 10 goals and 12 assists for 22 points in 29 games on that top line. Nikolai Ehlers for the second week in a row is my second star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. And I don't know if anyone's going to have any issues with this selection. Gabriel Velarde is my first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Obviously, he had two goals against LA in the revenge game. He had two goals again against Colorado, in both of which came in huge spots. Velarde's been a natural fit alongside Ehlers and Shifley. He looks healthy coming off of that six-week absence with an MCL sprain. He's got eight points in eight games since returning from injury, but over the course of the full season, in 11 games played, he's got four goals, five assists, and nine points, and he's a plus seven already in 11 games. He's been fantastic on the Jets' top line, and I've been waiting to say these analytics for this top line until I said Gabriel Velarde is the first star, but let's get into them. First of all, 82.6% expected goals percentage, a 75% Corsi percentage, and they're outscoring their opponents 6-1. to one. All of those numbers are coming at even strength, which makes it all the more impressive. And if this line can keep it up, we might have to have a discussion months from now on where Kyle Connor slots back in. Does he slot back in right on this top line? Do you break them up when they're this hot? Or do you slot him back in on the second line? That's a conversation we might have to revisit in February. But for now, Jets fans can just kick back and enjoy watching this top line because they are a joy to watch. The numbers back it up. They're outscoring their opponents 6-1. to one. Gabriel Velarde, a big reason for that. He's my first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. The Jets are currently in the middle of a four-game homestand. They've won six of their last seven games, and they'll look to keep that rolling on Monday at 6.30 against the Montreal Canadiens. And then Wednesday at 6.30 again, it'll be the Detroit Red Wings coming to town. And then Friday night at 7 p.m., the Boston Bruins, the Jets' final game before the holiday break, all three original six opponents, all from the Eastern Conference. The first two at 6.30 because they're on Sportsnet. And then Friday, 7 o'clock, that's a TSN game. Should be three fun games inside Canada Life Center leading into the holiday break. Hopefully some packed crowds. Boston, Detroit, Montreal, always a big draw for fans. Original six week around the holiday break. And the Jets will look to maintain and maybe even extend their lead atop the Central Division. When they return from the holiday break, they will head down to Chicago for a one-game road trip against Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. They already beat them earlier in the season 3-1. Bedard obviously scored in that game. That game was at Canada Life Center. And then they will return home December 30th against the Minnesota Wild. That game is at 1 p.m. before the Jets travel again to Minnesota for a New Year's Eve 1 p.m. game. I will be back next week to break down the three original six opponents and recap the four-game homestand and provide a more in-depth preview of the upcoming schedule coming out of the holiday break. So check it out next week, episode 9 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. If you have noties on, you won't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. That's going to wrap it up for episode 8 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you once again for checking it out. I really do appreciate the support. Make sure you drop a like and hit the subscribe button. 
Happy holidays, and I will see you all next week. Have a great week, everyone.